All right, everyone, who's ready to get fired up for the energy that you're about to get from our guests? Hey! <laughs> the Fonz! The Fonz! <laughs> All right, uh, definitely Fonzie joined us along with his brother. Oh, did you not know he had a brother? But either way, what do you say, Ron? Can't let's wait. Ah, say it again. Let's, let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. Today, we have two amazing entrepreneurs that are joining us, uh, two brothers of the same name, Luis Camejo and Luis Camejo have joined us, or you can just say the Fonzie. And uh, definitely these guys, they explore framework, strategies, tactics, and they bring special guests to their own store or their own podcast called Content is Profit. Now they have helped Orange Theory, help companies like Orange Theory Fitness, Red Bull, JWB Property Management, Management, Think Different Theory, University of North Florida, and so many more. These guys have so much going on. I am so excited to have you both here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having yeah. us. And Ron, too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And you <laughs> know, like, I'm surprised you dropped the Fonzie that early, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was funny because when you guys come across, like, in, in our calendar has both your names. And I was like, what's the other, what's his name? I know it's Fonzie, but it's <laughs> his real name. I didn't, I didn't know. Right. So, yeah. so for the people that don't know a little bit about you, if you could explain a little bit of a backstory and kind of catch everybody up to where you are. Yeah, uh, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I want to take that one. I'll take that one. Go ahead. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> so we, we actually, sure it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can tell we're brothers because we're always fighting. Um, so we say our mom was a, you know, like a secret marketer. Right? And she's like, you know what? That's going to cause some controversy. You know, some people are going to talk about it. So I'm going to name them both Luis. <laughs> but that's actually not the fact, right? So my dad, his name is Mario. And his first son name is Mario. And his dad or grandpa, his name is Mario. So when my dad, like in his second marriage with my mom, uh, my mom was like, you know what? There's not going to be more Marios in this family. So I'm going to name them both Louise, right? So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Funny story. We were actually, <laughs> uh, you know, funny hacking live earlier this year and we both have our lightners, right? With our names and uh, in every registration form, we put our second name. We have a middle name, you know, yep. my, mine's Daniel. This is Alfonso. That's why he's Fonzie, right? So we put the full name, but people like tend to t like take that one out. So we right. come out in registration. They're like, okay, Luis, here you go. And then the second one is sprinting and the guy's like, wait, Luis too? Yeah. Uh, we're like, <laughs> I swear we paid twice. We did pay two tickets. Yeah. So it happens to every single event. Yeah. But we, we, we have been at events where, you know, they are like, oh, they, they came up twice in the system and they erase one of us. 
And then we both get there and we're like pulling IDs out. Like, hey, I swear we got the same name, you know? So yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. First of all, I used to hate that nickname. I hated it uh, with my life. Uh, it came out in, back in Venezuela. A friend of my brother, she actually started calling me Fonzie because of the singer. He, there's that Hispanic singer, the yeah. one that sings Despacito. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I don't like him. You know, I don't like this <laughs> name. What you call? And my brother picked up on that. Obviously, he's like, oh, that bothers him. And well, I'm you don't brother, like it? So I'm gonna That's your name. Or, I'm gonna so it. yeah, he started. He started using it. He he attempted to make people back home call me Fonzie. Nobody did, fortunately. <laughs> but when we got here, yeah. we were working at the same OTF. Well, I, he was working out at OTF and I was doing some like contracting job for them. And everybody's like, wow, you guys are brothers. You have the same name. And my brother immediately, he's like, well, you can call him Fonzie. <laughs> and me on the inside, I was like, no. Like, I hate so, you. Yeah, oh. so the... the, the the people inside of that workspace, they started calling me Fonzy and Fonzy. And I was like, oh man, I don't like this. And one day, this coach, she's like, dude, Fonzy, what a cool nickname. And I was like, no, it's not, it's not cool. And she's like, you don't know who the Fonzy is? And I was like, hey. I know who Luis Fonzy is. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I know who Luis Fonzy is, the singer, right? And she's like, no, 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 from Happy Days. I was like, well, I've never seen Happy Days. I don't know what that is. So I went on YouTube looked him up and I was like, he's cool. I'll yeah. take it. But yeah. nah, I'm like, I embrace the fancy name. Yeah. As soon as he did that, he did like this, uh, this t-shirt with the font. Yeah, and, uh, we went immediately to the beach bars here in Jacksonville. And it's like, everybody's like, what the fonts? Yeah. And your name is Fonzie? What? So, yeah. So now, now, now it's Fonzie and he embraced it. So it's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am the, the younger one. It, it might not seem that way because of the beard, but I, I'm not going to say how, but it, ben- it benefited me, you know, having the same name as my brother a while back. Just not gonna, just not gonna throw yeah, the, now, the, the now, how. Now my credit is all <laughs> messed up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but a little backstory. I mean, that, I, I think I don't think that that was the backstory that we're looking for. But uh, <laughs> the backstory about us, you know, we we come from Venezuela. You know, we we got to the states about ten years ago. Uh, we used to play a lot of soccer. So not anymore. If you see me, I probably will roll down the street because I keep eating like if I am a soccer player. <laughs> but <laughs> so, you know, after college and after like uh, leaving the athlete life, we're like, okay, what do we do now? Right. I, I don't see ourselves as the corporate guys. I don't, I'm a business administration. He's a sports management uh, major. And we had no idea. We're like, no, we don't really want to do that. Like we heard just horrible stories. And uh, we always were trying to sell stuff because our parents never gave us like money in the family, nothing. That was not, not a thing. So if you want to buy anything, go earn your money. So we're always trying to figure something out, right? Uh, we sold soccer t-shirts. We uh, did like, we burned like music on CDs and then sold them in the, like in, uh, in the school, like all that typical stuff as we were growing up. And then here, when we come to the States, we're like, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's real time now. Like, what do, what do we do? So, you know, we read the book, The One Thing, and we're like, what, what's the one thing we're good at? And, you know, soccer was not an option at the time because we saw it as a professional career, but because of age and different things didn't happen. Um, so we're like, well, you know, we use social media, so I think we, we might be good at this. Why don't we actually go sell? So we invested in one of Ty Lopez's, like, courses, right? Back then, I was like, 500 bucks in a credit card that we, you know, we're like, okay, you know, put it in there and see what happens. And uh, what it did was it motivated us to go out and sell 
social media, but we didn't really know what we were doing. So Fonsi here one day comes like with a, with a jacket, a tie that never happens. It didn't even happen in my wedding, but <laughs> um, comes out like, dude, I saw something. So, you know, we sold our first like $500 package about five years ago. And since then, you know, it, it quickly evolved into we ended up doing also sales funnels for brick and mortars. We consulted different brick and mortars because that's the industry I come from. Um, we just jump around everywhere. Jumped around for a long time, different things, different projects. And we had several things going on within an agency type of business. Uh, but it was really hard to scale it because every product that we saw was a yes to that client. And uh, it was really hard to scale. So we, we sat down and we had a really good conversation we're like okay where is the conversation going on like we always go back to content always everybody's like everybody wants a video you know we had we had the equipment because that was part of the things that we used to sell as well kind of high-end brand videos and uh and we came back and we're like okay well the content how do we do the content and uh it was like very dear to us because we started to publish and we're like okay how do how do we do this and we wanted to see a content machine kind of like Gary Vee, the Russell Branson's, uh, those things. We're like, we want that machine. How do we hack it? How do we do it? So, uh, you know, we came up with this process. It's called the M2M. It's part of our content momentum program. And that's what we use to actually repurpose our podcast content. So we work specifically now with people that have video podcasts to create a ton of awesome assets that they can distribute and stay consistent at a very high volume level. So um, that's what we do now as an agency. We've been doing it for a few months. It has been incredible, especially with COVID happening. We thought we were going to close at one point, And that's a funny story. But uh, because of that, it allows to like grow massively, hire full-time team. Like, and, and now it's, a, it's growth mode. So it's, uh, that's a very quick version. Did I get it right? Eh. Yeah, fact yeah, checker. You, you, okay, you got You got He's my fact checker. He's pretty like, good, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Okay. <laughs> I think you you missed a, a important piece to your story though, because you got to tell the audience about printing T-shirts in a garage in Florida <laughs> before content yes. on T-shirts. So that's yeah. way before content. Yeah. Um, you want to take that one? Cause uh, you I'm, love that. You love no. that face in your life. <laughs> yeah. So right, it was right about the time that I was about to graduate from college. And at that point, I was working with a franchise teaching two to six-year-olds how to play soccer. So I've been for, with them for about two and a half years at, the, at that moment. And I already was thinking, hey, if I stay any longer here, I might not want kids of my own ever. ever. So I need to find a way to escape this job <laughs> and bring in some money. And we had a, a th another roommate at that point, he, which... He, he had somewhat of an entrepreneurial bug too. And he comes to us and he sits us down and he's like, hey guys, I have a plan. I found something that we can do. It has great <laughs> margins. You know, it's relatively easy. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. What is it? And he's like, stickers. I'm, I'm like, everybody got stickers, right? Like there's stickers everywhere. Let's go. Why not? So he gets a machine that prints <laughs> stickers and cuts, I, cuts the vinyl yeah he, he just vinyl he, stickers, yeah he yeah. cuts the vinyl and we need to learn this well we didn't need to but we thought we needed to <laughs> learn design all this stuff around the business build a website then we didn't know we had to sell it we're like oh yeah customers are gonna come you know we got cool <laughs> stickers no you gotta go out <laughs> there and like sell the stickers so it started evolving and we're like well it's not 
that easy, right? And I mean, B2C on stickers, and we were actually having this conversation with someone that sells stickers like two doors down, (laughs) is difficult because you need to sell massive amounts of volume, you know, to to make a, a good profit. So our friend comes and he's like, guys, you know what? There is this conference in Orlando. We need to go there. It's everything about stickers and t-shirts. We're going to learn a lot. And I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. So we went to the conference in Orlando. <laughs> Next thing we know, he bought a screen printing machine, <laughs> right? Like a, a huge one. He's like, Foreheads, yeah, yes, he's like, now we're yes, doing t-shirts. And we're like, the event to okay. dry the ink. Yeah, yeah, the whole and thing. The, the whole shebang, man. <laughs> we're like, yes, let's go. And, you know, we were just like, let's escape this two to six-year-olds. Like, uh, that, that's cost. enough, right? Yeah. So we bring the machine in the, into, the, into the house. We put it in the garage and we start doing it. And what we found out is that the process <laughs> was not enjoyable whatsoever. Imagine summer in Florida, right? It's like 90-something degrees. <laughs> and then it's like... 70% humidity and you are in a small, I don't know, what was that? Like 20 by 20 uh, garage <laughs> with a big machine in the middle with a bunch of inks and an oven that goes at like 300 <laughs> Fahrenheit. So you're like sweating in there. And then the instructions were that you couldn't let the ink stay there in, this, in the screens because it would dry, mess up the screens. And then you you couldn't print on the, the t-shirts. And we're like, what is this? This is just madness, right? So that point, we learned that we didn't enjoy that process. And we're like, okay, we need to find something where at least we enjoy the process. So we did that for a while. We had like big orders. Like sometimes I think it was like 300 t-shirts, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And it was a lot of work, a lot of hard work. But again, we didn't enjoy the process. So we ended up, you know, Getting separating from a roommate, he actually sold the, the the equipment. He didn't like it as well. I mean, who likes being <laughs> in a hot box? You know, just like, just like yeah. att- attempting I, to make t-shirts because I don't think they were that that much quality. I, I remember one specific night. You know, I was still working in the in the fitness side, so I, I go home after a very long day, and uh, we had the this big order, the three hundred shirt orders, and. Uh, Walk into the garage, like, guys, how are we going? And uh, oh, we just printed the screens. We now have to do it. And I remember very specifically, it was a three color design. And then when it's multiple colors, mm. it was a mess because, anyways, the technicalities of the, of the ink. But we were there from like 9 p.m. all the way to 4 a.m. doing these things. And I'm like, we need to hire somebody to do this, right? Like, it's 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 horrible. Like, I hate it. And we were not <laughs> marketing. And and we we're like, do we have the money to hire anybody? No okay, well, let's stop doing this. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah. So that was a very important lesson. The, the, big, <laughs> the big upside of that was that we actually created the shirts that we're wearing yeah, right now. There we go. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, so like when we started the social media marketing agency, we're like, we need t-shirts. Whoa, we got a machine before we sell it. Let's, let's go and create our own, our own t-shirts. We need to be branded 24-7. So we actually created... Seven, we, we have seven different colors of the same, same t-shirt so we can wear one every single day of the week, right? Nice. So my, my now ex-girlfriend, she wasn't very happy about that. She's like, oh, you're always looking this, the same way, you know, same t-shirt <laughs> all the time. But, but yeah, that was, the, that was the upside of, of the screen printing story. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Like 
there's so much stuff I want to talk about. So one, I, thought I was the only person that had problems like with my name because like, cool. Like even, even our client didn't realize that was my real last name. I love been our client for like almost this whole year. It's like, yeah, I, it's not a made up name. That is like, ordering stuff. I don't get it. Right. It's crazy. Beautiful. Um, That's I awesome. I, 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 I'm right. curious about your signature, you know, it must be super cool. Actually, it's like, <laughs> sign here, Mr. Cool. It's oh like, my gosh. I got a story on that. Like, what, you know, when you're younger, you, you guys probably did this. You go get autographs and they look super cool and like crazy. Um, so I spent hours trying to get mine to look like that. And I remember my dad saying, don't ever sign your name like that because no one's going to know what that is. Right. <laughs> and I was like, it's not about knowing what it is. It's, it's how cool it looks. Right. So yeah, I, I, I enjoy how my signature looks. So it's funny, but I love that you guys recognized you didn't like the process. You had the courage to say, stop, we're going to pivot and go work on something that we like to do. Cause I think a lot of people on this entrepreneurial journey, they don't realize they can actually make money on what they like to do. It might take a little bit longer, And you have to have the courage to stick with it, right? And so I love that. But I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about that decision and how it kind of pushed towards your next step, right? So you made a decision. What did that feel like? What did you guys go do after that? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that the pain was so big uh, because, you know, we like the idea of having the business, right? Having the, your own company, working your own hours, right? But with that, it comes, okay, once you're starting, it's like, okay, how do you market? What's the message? Like, who do I sell to? What's my dream client? Is there even a dream client, right? For t-shirts, like right now we just need cash. So it like, it's all like these crazy things, uh, but the pain of just operating the business, that well, the business, right? And I'm making air quotations was really big. So the decision of leaving it uh, was very, I, I think to me personally, was very easy because I did not want to do that anymore. I was like, I'm done. I'm willing to try the business game on a different aspect, right? So also the desire of owning, you know, my own thing, creating my own impact. I didn't know how or what was that going to be, right? And uh, just the excitement of, Finding that, I think it, it was a huge driver to continue to do this, right? Just we also have very personal reasons on why we do what we do. You know, we come from a third world country. Like it is socialism times with communism, dictatorship, everything, right? It's a very bad, nasty situation what's going by in Venezuela. And our family is still there. So to us, we were like, okay, if... I need to create my own reality, right? If I need to create my own income so I can bring them as soon as I can and provide with, you know, all the comforts that I can because they gave us the opportunity to actually go play soccer in Europe when we were 15 and, and 15 years old, right? Like it, it was crazy. Like who, who, who does that, right? As a parent, like, yeah, go, you know, live there for a year. Um, so we, we thank them, right, for all the opportunities provided. So for us, that's a huge driver. So we're going to fail? Maybe, yeah, that's fine. But we learned a very important lesson. So let's move on into the next one. So, uh, you know, the, those in search, those elements that we're looking for are so massive that the decision was so easy to, to kind of take. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the pain was so big on that one. And, you know, it's funny. I, I literally, while you were asking that question, I have a notepad right here and I wrote pain tolerance, right? Because this stuck into my, my mind. Because that doesn't mean, even though we enjoy what we do right now, that doesn't mean there's no pain. There is actually pain on what we're doing right now. Sometimes in your business, things come up that you might not enjoy. Lots of pain, right? And I think it is important to distinguish, you know, pain tolerance on okay, is this pain worth, you know, doing it, uh, you know, going through um, to see what we're going to get on the other side? And there's some pain that is like, no, we need to get out of here, run. This is a red flag, right? The t-shirt company, we saw it as a red flag. For me personally, it was a little bit more difficult. I, I think on the side of the, the relationship that we had with our other roommate, because I personally thought we were, you know, letting him down in a certain way. And, and for me, that was a little bit more painful than the business, but no, honestly, it was definitely more painful than the business because the business was not painful at all to leave it. You know, <laughs> that, the, the hot bugs was not fun at all, no. but, but when it comes to relationships with someone, obviously, you know, you want the best for them as well. And that was very difficult. Now, yeah. what we moved into, am I 100, was I 100% passionate about social media when we started, if I'm being 100% honest, no, I, I saw it as a, you know, I, it was a shiny object 100% at, at the moment. I was like, oh, cool. Marketing agencies, they're growing fast. Let's, let's do it. This is a chance to make a lot of money. Right. And I mean, the deeper we went into this world, we started meeting people, getting to know of other, you know, other companies, other businesses, and we started educating ourselves. And I think throughout the process, we've found a sort of a meaning to what we're doing now and we are enjoying it now, what we do right now. Yeah. So, I mean, again, and that's part of the pain tolerance, you know, I didn't enjoy for a while editing videos, but I kind of knew we were on the right track. So I was like, okay, let's take it out for a little bit. And now that we finally have a team that takes care of that, I'm like, all right, that one is avoided, that pain is on that side. And, and now I can focus yeah. on the next thing, right? And, and currently what I'm enjoying is this, what we're doing right now is, and I'm, I'm trying to talk for my brother on this too, but what I'm enjoying is having conversations and building relationships through content, podcasts, Instagram lives, you name it. Love it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's so funny. Ron and I, we had this conversation this morning that literally like, what's our pain point, right? And, and some of it is like, honestly, I love messing with funnels, building funnels, but I can't do it 40 hours a week. Ron loves graphics and doing all the branding and doing all that stuff, but he can't do it 40 hours a week. Right. And so, uh, talk to me about that, that pain in regards to you knew, or you made a time, a, a determination of when to hire somebody, right? You made a de determination of when to pass that off. Like walk, walk the audience through, like, what was that deciding factor? When did you know you were ready or did you did you figure it out too late when you the pain was already pretty high? Like what walk us through that? Yeah, that's a that's a cool one. Um, in fact, we're actually going through that too because you know we're in growth mode, so we're actually having before this call, we're sitting outside and we're like, what are those pain points? You know that we're ex we're experimenting now. How can we bundle them together and bring somebody that actually takes care of that weight, right? Um, but before that. You know, we told the story about the agency that we're doing a ton of stuff, right? We, we heard somebody say at one time, like, you know, to get from zero to a million dollars about the yeses that you say. And then after that is about the no's that you say. 
uh, how to scale it. And we took that very literally, or at least I did. So everybody that we'll meet, they're like, oh, you guys work with marketing or we, we branded ourselves the anti-marketing agency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, oh my, you know, those agencies, they don't give you the right leads. They don't give you the right customers. And then through that path, we started delivering different things like a self, you know, a self-liquidating offer on a funnel. So we built the funnel, but you know, we, we always figure out a way. The thing was like, then we ended up with 20 different things, right? A campaign, the funnel, the thing. And it was just like this world, as you guys know, is massive, right? So you know, through educating ourselves, through investing in different, you know, people that actually worked one-on-one with us, we realized, okay, well, that might not be the path to, to, you know, freedom of time and making sure that, you know, everybody's taken care of. So this happened until right before we started the show because all our clients were brick and mortar. So we were actually on this mindset of how do we actually tell them that we don't really want to work with them anymore? <laughs> uh, we, you know, we had that conversation. We're like, man, how, how do we fire them? Like, and uh, it was funny because one of these ladies who we adore, right? Uh, she owns is like, uh, it's like a self-care studio. And she's like, I'll give you ownership. And, you know, we're planning on growing to 10 locations. And that was very attractive to us. But at the same time, we're like, we don't really want to go that route. Like we don't, we don't want to do it. Right. But it was more like a freelance Fonzie calls it. So the yeah. day that all these brick and mortars called that COVID, you know, Jacksonville was closing the city down. They had to close. They didn't know when it was going to open back up, uh, back up again. They were like, guys, like there's no paycheck coming. And we're like, what, wait, what? <laughs> like right. you are like the entire income of this company. What's going on. Right. Um, and you know, that day I literally freaked out. I was sat there, Fonzie turned around. He's like, dude, what's going on? I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, so bad. He's like, go walk. Uh, you know, we'll talk tomorrow. And, uh, but then he said something really powerful. He's like, dude, like, this is a time to change your perspective, right? We have some time, we have some wiggle room here. And now we actually get to build what we want to build. Uh, you know, and now's the time to start the show. So that, that event triggered that we're like, okay, now that we have the process, the one thing that we're going to do, what are those pain points? What are those things that we can do it? And it took a lot to actually trust somebody with a baby and be like, you guys can do it now. Uh, so, but it was kind of like of a shock moment where it's like, okay, realization, you know, in the past four years, we've been operating this way. This is what it got us. It was very scary because we thought that this was the end, right? Now we need to change things. So we started not just publishing, but we're like immediately we need help. Right. And like Fonzie said, you know, he doesn't like to edit. And we knew that we're going to produce a ton of content. That means a lot of editing. So we're like, okay, that's a pain point. Let's go find that person. And money wise, we're like, we'll figure it out. Right. It's going to come. We're going to hire them. We're going to tell them like the payment is after the 30 days. So we got to figure out a way on how we're going to come up with this money to pay them, right? It's like, literally put yourself between, you know, the wall and a sword, like right here in your chest uh, that, that you have to execute, you have to move. So for, for us, that was a big one. And then, so the guy came and then we hired a second person and then we hire a third person. And now we're in conversations to hire a fourth full-time person uh, to keep growing because now we're finding those pain points and we're figuring it out, right? The company grew, is, is amazing. So, but it took us that, it, like it got us down. I, at least emotionally me, I was like done. Yeah, I think uh, uh, one important point there that especially at the beginning of entrepreneurial journey, I feel a lot of people might feel this way because I know we did for sure is that 
handing your work to someone else first, you have a fear of, is it going to be well done, right? Like, I know I can do it okay, right? I know I can do it good, but like, is this person going to do it up to my expectations, right? So first, there's thousands of people that probably can do it even better than, than yourself, right? So don't be afraid of that. It's just a matter of finding that right person and talking to them, right? And I'm 100% sure that you can find someone that is going to do it way better than you. And then the other one is we were approaching it with a scarcity mindset, which means, oh, I'm going to have to spend this money on this person, right, to make this. So we were seeing it as an expense when in reality it's an investment because you might not see the return immediately, but you know now a few months down the road where we recover, we got our time back now, we're leveraging their time and we got our time back, we can use our time to you know, fully uh, work on our podcast, create relationships, talk to people. So again, it is uh, an investment. And once you change that perspective, again, all about perspective, once you start thinking, wow, let me put this money down, like any investment, you know, if you go on the, on the stock market and you put money, like you're not going to make money immediately, right? It's going to take some time. So same with employees or within your business. So again, I recommend people that if they're scared of hiring someone, taking that one step, just switch your your perspective to ROI, right? Your that investment mentality, and it's, it's probably gonna play out for you. No, I I love that. There's a couple of things I definitely want to touch on. Uh, one, I love the analogy of okay, here's where I'm at. Here's the sword. We've got to get it because that's that's where we're going. And, and I, I love that you bet on yourself to do that, right? But we get in this journey for the time back. And what we do, I mean, Corey and I just had this conversation. The last thing we want to do, even though we enjoy do it, is just build ourselves a really large job. Like that's not that's not the point of what we're trying to do. And I'm sure our wives would agree to that, you know? And, and so that's the pieces where, You've got to keep, you know, going down that path and bringing on the right people that you can work with, right? Because there's a personality and a time expectation. You know, for me, I just want it done at a certain time. I've kind of let go what it looks like, right? Because how I would do it is different than other people, right? But if you can understand you're leveraging their time to help you get to the end game that you're trying to get to and have that mindset, takes care of itself yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I, I, I think one of the fears for me personally was because i i dealt with that on my previous like in the fitness industry right i manage a team of 14 people like uh, i was constantly hiring every single time and uh, the the barrier of entry for that job was very low right so we were always in need for people so we were on board these people i was not in fully control of the process which was probably part of it but so we will get these guys and then the training was so exhausting <laughs> to then they will turn around in two months and then we have to get somebody new. So, you know, that messed me up. That was like, oh my God, if, is this the entire, like, is this how hiring people feel like? And, and again, like I never had a different experience. That's what I lived and it was, a, it was a pain, right? But then, you know, again, going back to investing in yourself, right? So we had some people that really helped us one-on-one. We are like, okay, what's the next step, right? And we were like, you know what? Let's make this onboarding, pro- onboarding as in prospects for the job very hard because if they follow every single step and they do, it, they do a decent job, 
uh, that might be a good fit, right? And it was immediate. It was immediate. And the person, the, the people that, that came onto the team, amazing. Zero problem. Like, it was great. So that changed my perspective internally. And he's like, dude, why didn't we do this earlier? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, no. So, you know, now we're identifying those. We do execute up to a point to where we have a solid system that then we can hand out and then they can elevate it. Right. So we take it from zero to six and then they take it at six and then they elevate it. Right. And now part of the process is, okay, take this, right? How are you going to elevate it? What's, what are you adding to the team? So um, is that sales mentality too? You know, we talk on the show a lot about the friction on the sale. It's like, okay, how do I get people to come to me for my service, for my value that I'm provided? So we implemented that in the, in the job, right? Like there's different things. Like, of course, we're competing with other companies. Of course, we're competing for something else, but we have to sell that job. And by positioning ourselves as we're not accepting everybody, right? We're playing the long game here. This is the vision. This is what we want to do. This is what we stand for, right? We connected at a deep, deeper level uh, with these people that we work with now. And it's is incredible. Uh, you, you're building a relationship inside of it that then is really hard to like break. Right. Yeah. And, and going off of, you know, what, what you said there, Ron, about building yourself a, a very large job. Right. I... You know, I, that resonates with me, especially because that was one of the reasons I came into building my own stuff is I wanted to have the freedom to go whatever I wanted and do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Right. And I'm actually reading a book right now that is called the one person, one million dollar business. And that is something that is unheard of in, you know, in the history of the, of the world that is like businesses that now are literally a one person business that make over $1 million in revenue. That is absolutely amazing. And that is because there are so many resources out there that people can use, can benefit from, right? Like example, software that facilitates it and, mm -hmm. and can allow you to pretty much plug in pieces to your business and, and it exponentially uh, increases your output, right? Or, or the value of your business. So what I'm trying to say here is for people, you don't have to do it all yourself and you don't have to build yourself a very large job. There are, you know, ways, there's contractors that will do a great job because that's their business and their business is on the line whether they do a good job or not. So it's totally awesome, you know, because you're like, hey, it's a win-win situation. You're giving them business. They're giving you an output that you need and probably a quality output, hopefully a quality output. Right. And you still have that freedom of time for yourself. Yeah. So it was a big, uh, I think it was a big stepping stone for us managing, you know, trying to find somebody to plug into our team. But if done properly, it's definitely pay off. Yeah, 100% agree. And it, uh, that is where Ron and I are at. Like we have two people that currently uh, work with us, but not full time. And uh, we're, we're, at the point of looking for others. So uh, definitely awesome. it's, it's awesome. the hard part though of, of trying to know like, when do I give up? When do we, I, you know? So, okay. So one question that I get to ask everyone and uh, it's definitely around our show, hindsight. So everyone knows hindsight's 2020. Uh, so if either of you guys could go back in time, give yourself a little bit of advice with the knowledge of the, that you have now, what kind of advice would you give and uh, when would you go back? If you want to go first. I, 
Oh man, so much advice. I, I say you go first so I can think about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's so much. Uh, just in the last year alone, uh, I'm like, well, there, there's maybe a couple. One, start investing in myself earlier. Um, you know, we were those kids that we would like look at a hundred dollar, you know, investment and be like, Oh, that's so much. Like, and then my head will go to like all the, all the bad things. Right. Um, and about, it's going to be like a year and a half now, almost a year and a half. We invested, you know, a hundred bucks in this event, massive event that kind of started to create these opportunities for us. Right. And I remember very clearly, like we were driving back from Miami to to Jacksonville, where we live is like a, a five hour drive. And we saw the billboard of these events, like, you know, two tickets, hundred bucks or 150, I think it was. And we're like, oh man, that would be so cool. Just go, like, we'll just drive back. And then immediately the mind was like, oh man, where are we going to stay? Uh, you know, we have family on there, but we don't really want to hang out with the family that's on there. You know, uh, how much is the food, the, the hotel? But like, it's just all the excuses, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're like, you know, let's, let's actually do it whatever, we'll figure out again, you know, put, put an event in front of you so you can, so you can pull you forward. So we did that. And then on that event, you know, that was my first time actually seeing Russell Branson, like consuming his content. For me, that meant a lot. He knew it. He was trying to convince me uh, to join the cult. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I did the same thing for Ron. So don't you worry. I had to convince yeah. him. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, I get you now. And the, the, the message that he was saying on that event was, you know, the, the, what we talked earlier was like the marketing is separate from the sales side and we need to like unite those. And that was the thing that I was living with the, the studios I was running. And, and then we heard Ryan dies and Jesse Itzler. And you know, the first ever program that we invested in was a Jesse Itzler's program. It was like a $300 investment well, for the, me. The second, the second, exactly. Uh, because the event was, but got to fact check him here, guys. Th- I'm thank sorry. You, bro, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ty Lopez. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Exactly. But Ty Lopez was like three years before that. So like so long ago. Uh, and it was like, okay, well that event, you know, we, we started implementing things, executing right on, on the teachings or whatever, the content that they were delivering. We met people through that, which later on, you know, that was the, the first 45 live guy that saw the video and then contacted me because we we're on the same community and, and then ended up being the contract that like took off like with the company, right? It was like $80,000 a year contract for us that we never, ever saw that amount of money in our lives ever. So that cascaded a bunch of stuff we implemented with our clients. We got successes with our clients. We're like, wow, well, this thing works, right? And then, you know, we went to another uh, conference in, in Boise. I'm sure you guys were there too. Uh, and that was the biggest investment that we've ever like did. And that was very scary. I was shaking. We, I did not have the money to do that. And we're like, you know, but when we went back to those events and we're like, well, we invested we executed, which executed is a keyword here because you can invest and not execute and nothing happens, right? Uh, if I put this money down, which we don't have, it's going to be very scary. We're going to put ourselves between the, the wall and the sword. We're going to have to execute because then my wife is going to be gone, right? right. Um, which you never find out the amount of money of that investment until like two days ago, like almost. So, um, we said on a live podcast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when it slipped, right? Yeah, you... <laughs> You guys cannot see it, but behind the computer, there's a mattress because he's yeah. living now in the office. Now, my, my wife uses things against me on that she hears from our show. I go, you aren't allowed to. Like, that isn't okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so that, that created the relationships that we now have that created like some, somewhat of the market that we now serve. Uh, it got us like the skills 
and uh, and made her understand like that to level up right uh so that was massive so i'll say it's investing like in in myself like way before because you know i was a free for people right like uh myron says yeah um and then published 100 percent. That, that's funny that he mentioned <laughs> that because actually yesterday i was reading this article um i don't know if you guys are familiar with powder mountain i don't know if you guys know what that is Mm. No. So is this group it, it's of not like, cocaine? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> it, it did sound like that now that I think about it. it. So, I was like, hmm, where's this going? There's something there, Pops. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like this like community that they're building actually in Utah. And it's like this bunch of young entrepreneurs and they bought a mountain, right? They bought it and now they're building, they're like developing this um this community super nice community for the elite probably and i was reading the article and they made the guy that started everything he was saying the only thing that is separating people from the elite is investing in themselves and i was like highlight save that quote right there because mm-hmm. it that was actually what happened with what my brother is telling right now like the moment we invested in ourselves if when we started gaining momentum because we got access to people, right? Most importantly, even I, I would say even more, more important than knowledge is access to these people, right? And then we got access to knowledge, new things, and, and it opens so many doors for us. And so again, I want to invite everybody on the other side to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. So if I would have to go back and you know, give some advice to my, my younger self, definitely would be, again, investing in myself. But... I would go back to July 17th. No, I'm kidding. But I would go back a few years, probably like three years back. And I remember I was sitting in front of my computer watching like, um, I think it was a webinar from Lewis House. And he was talking about publishing, you know, creating content, you know, being top of mind. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to create some content, right? And what happened was that I was always putting excuses in front of me not to put content. I knew I had to do it, but I was putting myself excuses. I don't have the mic. I don't have the camera. I don't have the, the nice things. Right. So I would tell myself, well, first I would like slap myself, you know, just like backhand slap. Like that Batman gift. Like, yeah. And yeah. then I would tell myself, <laughs> do it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like taking perfect action. Like Steve Larson says, just, just take action and you're going to learn from that. Right. Like I look back right now. I'm like, Wow, imagine if we would have started publishing three years ago. Like, where would we be? So just having that thought, yeah. again, don't dwell, dwell in the past, live in the present. But that gives it a little bit of perspective on, wow, you know, like all this time happened and we could have done so much with it. So now we are taking action. But that probably is the, the, the recommendation I would give to myself is just, Take action and, and maybe don't jump from shiny object to shiny object. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys. Is it like a bonus? You got, you got like. What? Sorry, go ahead. I said it's like you live in my house. Like there's so many things that you're like, oh yeah, I did that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think we were both at some of the same things over the last year. It's just right. kind of funny. Right. Well, and. and Ooh, the shiny object. Ooh, there's that. The shiny object thing. Like Corey and I had a conversation. We're like, okay. Pick two people, let's focus on those two people. Everyone else doesn't exist, right? Because it's just easier that way. Uh, and then, yeah. uh, so when we did that, that helped us get clarity. And then in start, we started investing in ourselves. And then we just started publishing. 
And that's when everything changed. I mean, it really did. And it sounds silly, but if you're not publishing or getting content out there, you're not growing and the done beats perfect. That's like something that's hard for me. Like if I didn't just do that, we probably still wouldn't have a podcast <laughs> right now because I was like, yeah, I don't like the artwork. I don't like this. I don't like that. But we just did it and said, okay, check it off. We're moving forward. And we went back and changed a couple of pieces. Um, but we moved on and we grew and we invited people along for the ride. Right. So yeah. love that. Love that. What are you guys working on now? Like tell everybody we heard about the t-shirts. We heard about this. We heard about this. What are you guys, <laughs> All what are you guys working on now? Uh, content. So, uh, you know, we're, we went back to, to that piece that kept calling us from like five years ago. It's like, okay, we started here full circle, right? We, we made the shirts for a little bit. The message was not resonating, but it's like, it says, let us tell your story. Uh, so for those that have that long form content, the podcast with video, then our team goes in and basically creates these amazing pieces of content and that you guys can distribute depending on your strategy. So uh, we serve that one purpose. We plug in into the team. So they need to have a distribution strategy. We kind of work with them on the onboarding side of things uh, when we come on with them to see where things go so we can actually execute properly. Uh, but they have to have that piece in place, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a challenge if there's none of those pieces because we always go back to your minimal viable content, right? We talked about this in the show a couple of times. You got to stay consistent. Consistency is a one key. I remember interviewing, I think, uh, Jay. Jay, uh, agency owner, he's been on growth mode for 20 years. He has a massive marketing agency, uh, millions of dollars in sales, and he told us like the one thing the one thing that you need to focus on is consistency. Whatever the cadence is for your content, whatever, however you distribute it, whatever you decide to do, be consistent over time. And, and that's it. So for us personally, right, on the show, uh, we were like, okay, how can we achieve consistency uh, in a shorter period of time so we can practice a ton, a ton, a ton? So that's why we publish three times a week the show live. And then we have the audio. So for us, always when we try to publish, it's can we stay consistent? So, so many ideas come to our head, like we could do this piece and that piece and edit this way and do that. But then we go back, like, can we actually scale this consistently? If the answer is no, then we scratch it, right? And then we, move, we continue to do that. But how did that start? That started with 45 days straight of Facebook Lives because we, you know, we didn't have the technology at the time to start the podcast. We didn't know anything about, you know, starting the, the podcast or whatnot, but it was actually, wait, 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 wait. we actually did it. Fact but. check him again, guys. Fact check. <laughs> oh, Jake, this guy, we're going to have to have a class after this secret meeting. I'm talking about the software. Yeah. So actually, actually we had the equipment, the one that we have right now for the podcast, but because of the fact that we put so much friction on ourselves about a year ago when we we're trying to start the podcast, we put it back in the closet. We're like, nope, yeah. we're not gonna, we're not gonna do. It. We did, we never, we recorded five episodes. We five, never yeah. released one. Mister Perfectionist here wanted two cameras, <laughs> but they have a time limit of twenty minutes. So we had to like stand up and like hit re-record and then come back and oh, then yeah. the light and it, yeah, it was a whole mess. So yeah, yeah those are raw videos. They're there. We'll probably sell it at some point for people that want to see that funny stuff. But 
<laughs> but but again, like we go back to removing the friction, yep. and and it was like it was a conversation that we had with one of the clients, right? They saw the client's work, they met with us, and like you guys have nothing. Like, well, how can I believe you? You're selling on content, you guys have nothing, and uh, we're like, oh man, the the report level went from here to down here, and uh, and we sat down, and we're like, dude, we gotta we gotta do something, right? And at the time, we didn't have the team. So we're like, what can we do to stay consistent every single day? And the answer for us was Facebook Live. For some people, it might be writing an article, writing a post, something. For us, it was being on video because, uh, you know, my English is not very good looking. So when I try to write it, it's, it's horrible. Fonts is yeah. really good at it. But I was like, okay, we just do the video. And as soon as I end it, it's published. That's it. I don't have to do anything else. Uh, and that gave us incredible results as in like day 15 people w were reaching out. They're like, how can I work with you guys? And then they were asking, what do you guys do? Uh, which was the frictionless sale, right? It's like, I don't know what you guys do, but I want to, I want to be a part of it, which was awesome. And then that continued. We did a season two and now that with the show, we do that. And then we experiment a lot of things with the content and then with our clients, we actually execute the repurposing of it. So, yeah. So I would, you know, I, I recommend video just because it has so many upsides, honestly, uh, besides writing. I mean, writing is cool and it can be uh, amazing. I, I am trying to get into it. But video, you know, like you work on your fear, first of all, which is huge. Like the fact, the first lives that we, that we did, you know, we were, you know, shaky, sweaty armpits. It's like, oh, what am I going to say, right? But right. you get to embrace your mistakes because there, there's no going back right i mean you yes you can cancel the live and you then start it again, you not upload it but it's there <laughs> exactly but it, you, you're putting yourself out there which is really cool and it it teaches you a lot of lessons of just like putting your thoughts into words so besides that on more of a technical aspect then you can retarget people that watch your videos so <laughs> it, it, i think it has too many upsides yeah. Uh, not to do it. So definitely recommend people to hop on the, the 40, 45 live bandwagon. Well, we are, you know, we are challenged to do 30. Uh, so we, maybe we'll, we'll up it another 15. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's go. <laughs> it, 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 it's funny that you mentioned that we actually have a, a guy that decided to jump on. Like we, we, we don't, we don't sell this. Like there's no program. There's no 45 live. It, eventually probably we'll see. But, uh, but the guy's like, I'll do the 45 live. So he finishes day 45 and he's like, I'll do 200 days. So he was like addicted, right? He's like, yeah, I'll keep going. So yeah. I, th I think he's like day 120 or something. So, and, and he's been doing great. And you know, we have this other, like, she's a book author, beautiful, like amazing oh, yeah. person. And she was so scared to be there. And it, it was incredible. Like within a week, she had people reaching out can you coach me? Can you, we work on this? Like, what do you have that I, like, I need it. And then, you know, you, you will be surprised of who's listening. You never know. Right. Again, right. I, she, she's a business author. She had an audience, but she was not putting herself out there. Right. So people didn't know exactly what she was offering or if she even wanted to connect with people. Right. Yeah. So she started doing these live videos and we meet on, on like a weekly basis. I, we just hop for like 15 minutes and catch up. And she's like, I can't believe it. It's like, it's been one week and I have text messages, people calling me, you know, telling me that they, if I can help them and their husbands, like as a couple, and I was like, this is amazing. Perfect. So 
Yeah, now she's like sharing it with her family. She's trying to get her family to do Life 45 Live too and everything. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It has a lot of upsides. Yeah, it's so awesome. All right, one last super quick question. I know we're, we're uh, running out of time here. So um, you guys did a little work for Think Different Theory and Josh Forty has a little special place in our hearts. Uh, and so I just wanted to hear about like what, what, what's the work you guys did with him? Yeah, well, we still do. <laughs> so we all the content that you guys see coming out of his machine, we are the producers behind that. So uh, that's what we do for his show. He he goes out, and he does his thing. Uh, you know, he talks to all these wonderful people. He expresses his very polarizing thoughts, which we love. <laughs> and then uh, we receive that video, and then we execute, and we create all that content that then you guys see out um, yeah. to do that. So yeah. it, it's funny because. Part of the inspiration to do this show three times a week came from Josh. Right. Yeah. We were seeing him and we're like, dude, like, just look at this guy. Like, he stands, stands up for what he believes in, right? And he's yeah. not afraid of sharing his message. He has a huge audience behind him and it looks like he's having fun while doing all this. And he's doing it live three times a week. I'm like, let's do it. Let's just let's do, do it. it the exact same way. Yeah. So... We actually, before starting working with him, we saw this post. Um, actually, I'm going to back up a little bit more. At an event that we went in January, was yeah, it? Yeah. January. Uh, we, we were sitting at this round table. We were talking to a bunch of people. And Josh comes in and he sits down, right? And at this point, we didn't know him. Yeah. And what surprised me was that he sat at the table and he's like, Hey, guys, what's up? I'm Josh. How are you guys doing? Uh, it was not doing like a live podcast in there, <laughs> but he goes like, you know what? I want to know each one of you and how can I help each one of you? And he went one by one, listening to everybody's problems and saying, you know, trying to, trying to genuinely help them. Right. Yeah. And for me, I was like, dude, like how cool is this guy? Yeah. You know, like so selfish, just came in here, share his time with us and actually try to help everybody. So when we came back here to Florida, one day we're online and we see a post of him saying, hey, I'm looking for a content team, someone that can help me, you know, edit my podcast and all that stuff. And we were like, this is it. This is a chance. Let's, let's get him on a call. Actually, I'm going to fight check you right there, bro. Oh, okay. fight check you. Ah. I got it. Yes. <laughs> First time in four months I get to do that. <laughs> I got it. So <laughs> edit this part I guys. <laughs> <laughs> the the pose was one of those poses that is a video with like a progress bar, right? And uh, at the time we were experimenting with different tools and uh, he's like, Hey, who can do this for me? Uh, so my comment to him was like, Hey, there's this wonderful tool that allows you to do it. And then he responded back, well, I actually don't want to do it myself. And I was like, well, that's very smart. And I'm like, Hey, you know, by the way, our team does that. Like we do that. So can we help on a call? So that's a fact check. Now, right, now you have this story. Okay. Um, you can uh, continue with this story. It's okay. And you know, at the end of the day, we, we jumped on a phone call with him and uh, we showed him a lot of the, some of the work that we did and he's like, dude, I'm interested. What can we do? So, uh, you know, it was funny because he was actually doing the podcast with uh, Marley Jacks and it was between the time that we we're expecting an answer from him and we never, we haven't heard from him. And I'm like, dang, like what happened? We send them all, by the way, we repurposed like this uh, episode with Catherine Jones. We sent that content out to him and it was about 120 pieces, of different pieces of content that we produced for him in a week from that one episode. We went a little overboard because yeah. I don't think any <laughs> social media manager want to post that much. But uh, we were like, you know, we're going to show you what the capacity is. 
<laughs> exactly. So, we, you know, we just want to show you what we can do, right? So right. we did that. And then during the episode, he's like uh, sharing with Marley that he actually hired a team, right? And we're like, uh, how? Like, how? Fonzie, did you get a call? Like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> right. And uh, and it was these other people that, that we know, you know, we don't even consider co- like competition. There's like, they, they got nothing on us. But uh, but <laughs> yeah, it was but- that because of the description, right? And I'm like, there's no way. And uh, so, you know, we reached back out. We're like, hey, Josh, you know, what's stopping you? And we found out what was stopping him. I mean, like, hey, if we solve that one thing, uh, do you, do you want to hire us? And he's like, absolutely. And I'm like, done. But the cool thing is like, you know, going after those guys that you really want to work with and their relationship has been amazing since and uh, is open a ton of doors as well. So it's been definitely a win, win, win for everybody. Uh, and I'm sure you guys know that because, you know, you're, oh, yeah. uh, that's a special place in your heart. <laughs> yeah, Josh, is, Josh is good people. Yeah, he's awesome. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you uh, for taking the time and getting to know uh, our audience and our audience getting to know you. Where can, I'm, I'm sure, I know people out there are like, I need content. I need to get with these guys. Where can they find you? Absolutely. Uh, the best place is the show, Content is Profit. Uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we actually go live in our Facebook page at Go. Uh, so if you guys hop in there, leave us a, a comment or even a message on, on Facebook. We're happy to respond. Yeah. And, uh, We're pretty yeah. active on Instagram too. So slide on the DMs. No shame in there. Yeah. Happy to answer. <laughs> uh, you know, you can ask us your number one question about content. We're happy to respond and, yeah. uh, and maybe a call to kind of find out a little bit more what you guys do and see if we can help you. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting to know both of you. And uh, I look forward to the next time for sure. Thank you. That was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Man, I need to sit down. That was like I just was running, trying to keep up with those guys. I know. I know. It was crazy. All right, everyone. So uh, definitely those guys are a a testimony to you set your mind to it. You figure out what you want to do, and then you just start executing. Yep. Guys, there's a ton of takeaways from this. Um, You know, I can talk about... Make sure you, you find your who's sooner. Um, I could talk about uh, a bunch of different things, but the one that, that I kind of want to talk about was they talked about an event and putting an event in front of you and go towards that because you'll probably hit it. And And it's like, put that goal out there, drive a stake in the ground, understand that's where you're going, and then go there. And then have everything conspire to make that happen. So that's number one. And the other part, invest in yourself you know you can you invest in all these other things but you know what invest in your growth in the right areas and you will see the difference yeah people invest in tvs they invest in clothes but at the end of the day that's not a true investment so invest in yourself to learn more to be better to be stronger to be a better leader whatever it might be and uh you know and the whole piece of Everything that they're doing is so true and it resonates so much with with you and I that, I mean, we have gone through this exact thing, I feel like simultaneously with these guys. Yeah, so <laughs> It was so eerie, like, oh, man, yeah. I, I just did that. Oh, you just did that. Oh, ah. <laughs> so, all right, everyone, definitely hit us up in our Facebook group and uh, for, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hindsight hacking and uh, you'll find everything that we're doing there and more. And uh, we can't wait to get to know you there. 
And guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.